Hello there. This is Jedi General of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you are listening to Jedi Eternal. Ladies and gentlemen, one and all, this is Jedi Eternal Season 2, Episode 1. <laughs> this is one of your co-hosts, Braxton Taylor, alongside Andrew, the Lone Wolf Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, wolf, huh? uh, yeah, we just talking yeah. about getting together to record oh, yeah, today, yeah, yeah. And, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, my wife and kids will all be gone doing something with their, their grandparents or whatever, yeah. and... Uh, so I'll have the house to myself tonight, and uh, we can watch a movie. Or yeah, I was like, you want to or... like, bring like, your, play video your games? games? Want to play video games together? <laughs> <laughs> you want to record a Star Wars podcast and like, play video hey, games? You want to you wanna come over? You can bring your um, your video games and your, uh, okay, your sleeping far, bag. Too far, too far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, 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 he's the lone wolf here today. Um, yeah, this is season two. It's season two. Episode one. Yeah. This is crazy. It what, is crazy. What do you think about this, Drew? Uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of it's crazy to think that we did 100 episodes, yeah. right? And actually, it's a little <laughs> yeah. over 100 episodes yeah. if you yeah. count. We had a couple of uh, like no, like no numbered we ones. We didn't no number ones because they were like special uh, one offs, I guess you could say. But yeah, um, but yeah, officially 100 <laughs> episodes, and so here we are. We just wanted to change things up a little bit as mm-hmm. you'll notice we were introduced mm-hmm. by the one and only obi-wan kenobi Whoa. so thank you for that thank uh, you obi-wan jedi, jedi master <laughs> obi-wan um but also you know new intro music and you yes. i don't know you might hear different outro music too but um you know just to change things up a little the format we're changing up just a little mm. bit but just to keep things fresh yeah. and uh but yeah but here's the thing and this is just to kind of give you a little tease for later in the episode but one of the greatest things I've seen in Star Wars in a very long time happened this past <laughs> oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, a phenomenal Ahsoka episode that we are going to dive yeah. into and talk about um, as our main topic. And just let me tell you, like, what a perfect way to start our second season talking yes. about this. Absolutely yes phenomenal episode so yes yeah so like i said as we go through throughout this episode uh we're gonna like I said, as things change we're kind of just going to go through it so if we explain things a little bit uh bear with us like i said next episode right season two episode two uh, will be a little more streamlined we just want to kind of get everything out there so everybody knows what is going on for season two so uh one thing that has reoccurring and we're going to do it again this season of course is that we're going to be talking about our patreon for just one moment here and of course uh those of you who are part of the patreon uh or those of you who have listened for a while know that those who are joining our patreon for only five dollars a month become uh what we like to call our patron producers and uh, what does that get you you know that gets you a few different things first and foremost if you like this podcast and you want it just as fast as you can get it well you get it earlier than everybody else by at least a few days uh many times and uh we post it very first as soon as we edit it and as soon as we post it we get it to patreon and you get to hear that first before anybody else does and uh second thing is if you again like this podcast and you want to be involved in some way, you become a producer. And what that, what that means to us is that you get to have direct say into uh, our, this podcast and uh, what we're about to talk about next. <laughs> you get a first say into that. And here's the thing, folks. You thought like, well, what does that even mean? How we restructure this podcast came from the suggestions of our producers. We talked to mm-hmm. them on uh, our Patreon and we said, hey, can we get some ideas? So thank you to those who responded to that. Um 
And so some of the suggestions they gave is what, how we structured here today. And uh, last but not least, one of the big things, of course, is that if you, uh, again, like us, if you want to hear more from us, we actually have another podcast called And Other Stuff, where we talk about anything and everything other than Star Wars. And sometimes Star Wars falls in there too. And we have quite a few episodes on there already. But again, you get all of this for only $5 a month. And last but not least, what we like to do is shout out our producers. So Drew, who is our producers this month? Yeah, our producers are JB Josh and Birkinshaw, uh, Tara Bolin, Grace and David Gill, Alex Mason, Corey Wise, Jay Camdar, Jenna Evans, and Promise Quick. Nice. So we want to thank all of them so much. We want to thank each and every one of you. And while we're on the topic of thanking people, mm-hmm. uh, we would like to go ahead and thank our good friends over at Galactic Empire. Yes. Uh, they're an awesome band who are very graciously allowed us to use their music for our intro and our outro, spoiler alert. And uh, they have phenomenal music. Uh, they, yeah. As you can tell, they kind of take the Star Wars soundtrack and they kind of remix it with a mm-hmm. rock metal sound, which, of course, we love, right? Yeah, we, we absolutely <laughs> love. And uh, definitely go give them a listen. Absolutely. They have uh, like three albums full of, of pretty much every Star Wars yeah. uh, sound or track that you can think of. Yeah, They've they've done, uh, even, even up to like Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah, um, they've even they've got that on there, and uh, so it's it it we we love it. So we reached out to them, mm-hmm. and they so graciously um, said, "Hey, yeah, we'd love to uh, have you guys or have our music in your podcast." Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go check them out again. Very thankful for them. Uh, I remember the first time that we heard them. We actually we was at Star Wars Celebration in yes. Chicago yeah, in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and we was walking through like the main mm-hmm. big foyer that, that that everyone was in. They had the big mural there, yeah. and all of a sudden, over the loudspeakers, we hear again the main theme mm-hmm. of Star Wars, like played in this like metal, like, just beautiful melodic metal. And we're like, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah, if I remember right, we had to pull out like Shazam. We or whatever, Shazammed and, it and Shazammed it because we were like, we have we to know, what this know is it's right now. And, and lo and behold, years later, we made a podcast mm-hmm. and we're using their yeah. music. And thank you, thank you very much, Galactic Empire, for allowing us to use your music. But let's go ahead and move on. So one thing we're going to do a little bit different this time around um, as we move forward in season two is that uh, before we get into uh, our other things, we're going to give you a fun fact and a piece of trivia. Mm. And so it's just going to be a fun little thing to, to, to learn a little bit more about Star Wars and gauge your guys' knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So this week's fun fact. Tell and, us. Uh, I'm going to be pulling from a book called Star Wars, Fascinating Facts, Story, Lore, and History from the Greatest Galaxy. Oh, I thought you were going to write these yourself. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, gonna, you this. I thought you were going to make up these facts. No. I was, <laughs> exactly. uh, so anyway, guys. You know, no. So mm. the reason I'm telling you this is so you know that these are legitimate facts yeah. because this mm. is written by none other than Pablo Hidalgo. Um, hey, there's the nobody board. that knows yes. Star Wars facts like Pablo Hidalgo Exactly. Does. So, like I said, I mentioned that because as we move forward, I'll be pulling these facts from mm-hmm. this book directly so you know that these are legitimate. Let's go. So, uh, I got, you know, you know, I'm feeling good. Season one, episode two, I will do a twofer. Season two, episode one. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. <laughs> so first fun pack is Star Wars is born. On August 3rd, 1971, United Artists registered the title The Star Wars with the Motion Picture Association of America. As part of a two-picture deal, it's signed with filmmaker George Lucas. The first picture, American Graffiti, released in 1973, was destined to become Lucas's first smash hit. 
The second picture was just hazily defined as a space fantasy adventure in the vein of Flash Gordon, which the studio eventually passed on. Their loss would prove to be 20th Century Fox's eventual win. Obviously, Oof. yeah, rip to them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was the studio? It was uh, mo- uh, I'm sorry, United Artists. I don't even know what those are. So that that tells you something. <laughs> that tells right you something. There, it's right? probably because they <laughs> probably because they are not a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So our uh, uh, second and final fun fact for the week is the secrets of Ewokies. And uh, so to craft convincing sounding Star Wars languages, sound designer Ben Burt would turn to exotic tongues from our planet as a starting point. The Jawa language started with Swahili, for example. Huttese finds its roots in Quechuan, an indigenous Peruvian language. For Ewokis, Burt was drawn to the cadence and words of Kalmyk Oiret, which I guarantee you I just mispronounced, but it is a Mongolian language. And he found an 80-year-old speaker willing to speak at length on tape, provided she was uh, she had her preferred beverage on hand. <laughs> this penchant caused her to be nicknamed Grandma Vodka. So ah, there, you, there go. you go. But but hey, if you guys ever heard of Mongolian, like their language and their singing and stuff, it's very interesting and guttural. And uh, definitely check out their like throat singing and stuff like that. Um, also, again, a fact within a fact, but uh, shout out to The Who, right, which is the Mongolian throat singing band, which was featured yeah. in the uh, Star Wars Jedi games. So, Well, and I think you have to, you know, it's just, an, it's just one, that fact is just another way that shows how serious that they take all this, right? Like, yes. the fact that they, like, studied languages <laughs> and right. to incorporate into Star Wars you yeah. know, and all that. Like they wouldn't, they didn't have to do that. Yeah. They could have just had someone like, just speak, you know, speak gibberish. gibberish. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but instead they like, you know, we're studying into exactly. like how to put these together. And it's just goes to show the effort that's been put into Star Wars to make it, you know, the magic that it is. Exactly. So hope you guys enjoy those fun facts. Now for this week's trivia question. And that is how many languages does C3PO speak? Once more, mm. how many language? languages does c3po speak dun, 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 dun. okay so we will let you guys think on that throughout the episode and uh, we would ask you to type your answer in our comments uh, where whether you're listening um on youtube or if you hear it and you go to our facebook do that there and we will reveal the answer at the end of this episode so with that all being said and done let us get into this week in star wars So the very first thing that we hear about in this week in Star Wars is that the Jedi face a crisis in a new Star Wars novel entitled The Living Force. And this is something that uh, we were able to post on out. We post the cover anyway on our Facebook page if you want to go check that out. But Drew, what can we uh, learn about this? Let me tell you, I'm very excited (laughs) about this. Uh, Very, very excited. This is... Written by John Jackson Miller. Can you tell me what is important about John Jackson Miller? Do you know? He is the author of Kenobi. Yeah, Kenobi, which was yeah. um, a, a very uh, fan-loved novel. He also wrote the Dark Horse comic series, and that's The Old Republic. And um, he has not written any long-form Star Wars fiction uh, since the uh, 2013 Rebels prequel novel, A New Dawn, mm. which I, if I remember correctly, A New Dawn was the first uh, book in the new canon, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah. And so uh, this was his next book called The Living Force. 
and it focuses on the Jedi Council just one year before the events of The Phantom Menace. Whoa. That's yeah. actually really cool. So the, no, the, the, the cover looks really so cool. Good. Shows yeah. the whole council yeah. on there. Uh, obviously, a big focus here on Yoda. Yoda being kind of the biggest in the image alongside Mace Windu and Yaddle mm -hmm. being like to the left and right of them. And yep, then, but then you got like everybody else there too. Um, mm -hmm. They're all there. And so this says, let me just read the actual uh, synopsis here. The galaxy, or sorry, the Jedi have always traveled the stars, defending peace and justice across the galaxy, but the galaxy is changing, and along with it, the Jedi Order. More and more, the Order finds itself focused on the future of the Republic, secluded on Coruscant, where the 12 members of the Jedi Council weigh crisis on a galactic scale. As yet another Jedi outpost left over from the Republic's Golden Age is set to be decommissioned on the planet Quinn, Qui-Gon Jinn challenges the Council about the increasing isolation of the Order, Mace Windu suggests a bold response. All 12 Jedi Masters will embark on a goodwill mission to help the planet and remind the people of the galaxy that the Jedi remain as still and present as they have been across the ages. But the arrival of the Jedi leadership is not seen by all as a cause for celebration. Warring pirate factions have infested the sector in the increasing absence of the Jedi. To maintain their dominance, the pirates unite intent on assassinating the Council. And they are willing to destroy countless innocent lives to secure their power. Cut off from Coruscant, the Jedi Masters must reckon with an unwelcome truth. That while no one thinks more about the future than the Jedi Council, nobody needs their help more than those living in the present. Ooh. And this is set to be released on April 9th, 2024. And I nice. am so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, let me tell you, this is made for me right here. Um, <laughs> yeah. A book all about the Jedi Council, uh, again... You know, this is and 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 if you mention if you notice there, it mentioned a Jedi outpost left over from the Republic's Golden Age, is set to be decommissioned. So that's talking about the High Republic when it talks about mm -hmm. the Golden Age. Um, so you know, we're gonna have obviously some connections there. It's just gonna be interesting, I think. To first of all, a novel that just focuses on the Council mm -hmm. itself is just yeah. super intriguing to me. And in the interview with, um, I'm not gonna read the whole interview. But in the interview with John Jackson Miller here, he does say that, like, yes, this is going to have the entire Jedi Council, but it's also going to focus a lot on Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan because they're going to be the ones that are kind of um, imploring the Jedi Council to think beyond the confines of its chamber. And so that's, of course, cool. But what's really special to me is that this is a, a novel written before The Phantom Menace um, with the knowledge of what the High Republic brings us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that connection there will also just really add to this, to this story, because they're going to be able to pull from all of that. And again, it's going to be another example of of how the Jedi were, you know, declining mm -hmm. in so many ways um, and, and how they were, you know, becoming, again, like I said, secluded and just to the council and they uh, just to their chambers and they weren't going out. And so it's going to be super interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely, I'm actually in, very interested in reading this as well. Cause it's in this time period. It just has, it holds a, a close place in my heart. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Cause growing up with the prequels and stuff. And um, again, when, when we see the prequels, uh, you know, episode one was, you know, it was an okay time, but again, as, as we well know, episode two, especially episode three, you know, we're seeing the, 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 the Jedi, 
crumble, right? We're seeing them degradate. We're seeing them uh, basically fade away. So, but to see them, I'll go, although this is not their prime, obviously, right? But to see them before Phantom Menace, oh, I'm very excited for that. Also, you know, I, John Jackson Miller has a very special place in my heart, which is kind of an interesting story I figured I would share. Uh, Andrew and I had went one time to Comic-Con up in Indy, uh, Indianapolis, should I say, and um, they actually happened to have a Star Wars booth there uh, for their Star Wars publications. And John Jackson Miller happened to be there uh, a little bit after the book Kenobi came out, and I bought a copy. And uh, anyway, it was cool. We got to meet John Jackson Miller a copy of Kenobi and then as the day progressed we uh, went to the food court in the local mall and uh, all of a sudden we just happened to see John Jackson Miller just sitting there eating lunch by himself and uh and you know it was so it was really cool went over there and talked to him for just a moment he ended up signing my book my copy of Kenobi so anyway just really cool guy and uh but a great storyteller so the story subject, of course, is going to be really cool, and uh, just uh, to see him getting back in the saddle, giving a long-form uh, story like this is going to be really, really cool. So. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Um, it's it, it, it's going to be great, I guarantee it. So you'll want to um, add that to your calendar. Make sure that you get that in April. So uh, our next story here is that uh, Ahsoka, which just had its uh, Part 4 released this past uh, Tuesday, is now um, going to be theatrical screening part five in select U.S. Ooh. and London venues. So we're going to go into the episode. Uh, like, you know, we're going to go fully into the episode here for our main topic later. Mm. But um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you've probably most likely already watched the episode. And so you know that, you know, some some big stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And so um, that it doesn't really come to a surprise to me that they've decided to do this uh, with such a big episode. Um, right. I think that we're about to, and I, and I told you this, Braxton, um, after we watched the episode, I, I told you that, that I think that we are about, we're on like the precipice of like <laughs> something right. like we've never seen before, in a, or at least in a long time with Star Wars. I, I think that part part five is going to be huge oh yeah and not only because of what we see at the end but um but also just so far things have been really great with the series and we know dave filoni is is going to be directing part five um and so that also tells you something the fact that he's because you know one thing i've learned with dave filoni is if he's directing an episode it's a very important episode. It's usually the pattern for sure. Um, yeah. that's what we've that's what we've witnessed so far with um, Dave Filoni. For example, you know, he directed very important episodes in The Mandalorian. Um, and so now with this, he's only directing, I think he only directs two episodes. I think uh, he directed the first episode, if I remember right, of Ahsoka. Yes. And now he's directing um, this part 5 episode and so um, I think it's going to be a really emotional episode, and so I think it's so cool that they're giving this opportunity to to go to a theater and watch this together on the big screen. Oh yeah! Unfortunately, there, <laughs> <laughs> there is not uh, a screening anywhere close to us. Yeah, there's um, one in Chicago, but that's like three or four hours away from us. It's <laughs> like it's, I think I think I looked it, I looked it up because I was interested. It's still going to be like four and a half hours, and like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just maybe maybe if we were still 
you know, like in our younger years, but yeah. Uh, you know, that's just, that's a big commitment, unfortunately for me. So, um, so unfortunately I'm not going to be able to do that, but Hey, go check out the screenings. We're not going to list them all off here, but you can go and look at that. Um, go check out the screenings. And if you are nearby, my goodness, take, take, uh, you know, the chance and the opportunity to do this, Yeah, go see it for us and tell us how it is. Um, yeah, because how they described it in, when they and, and and you may have already said it, I can't even think, but basically it was like a, it was like almost like a celebration or like a fan meetup or a type of thing. Like it w- it was a screening, obviously, of, of the the episode, but it, how they described it on their Facebook yeah, yeah, post yeah. anyway was like a well, know, yes, you're right. Um, they're calling it Ahsoka mid season fan celebration. Yes, fan celebration. So that, I mean so, that's cool. That's pretty uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I would say there'll be some extra stuff, whether that be maybe they'll show some like behind the scenes stuff or maybe they'll have, you know, some giveaways or some stuff to hand out. I'm sure, you know, things like that to make it extra special. Yeah. That'd be really cool. um, Yeah, no, it's going to be great. And just being with, you know, it'll be, it'll be filled with people that, Anyone that goes to that is going to be someone who really loves Star Wars, right? right? And, and, and again, you, the hype is going to be unreal. That's what I was going to say. And here's the thing: you, you like. Uh, first of all, two things I'll say to that. First of all, no matter the contents of the episode, the hype itself is going to be so big that <laughs> you know what I'm saying that like you, yeah. they could have shown you whatever they want to show you, and people are going to flip out. First of all, but second of all, I knew you basically already said it, but like, there's no way that they're going to go to the this length, right? Of of getting premieres for a tv show episode right. without it being an insane episode yeah you know what i'm saying so if you guys are out there and you happen to be going to one of these please reach out to us and let us know we'd love to hear your experience oh yeah and, definitely uh, uh we'd like to talk about it so let yeah, us know for sure so uh we're gonna go ahead into our final news piece in this week of star wars and uh yeah and that's basically almost kind of a sort of a you know follow-up to that and uh, so Ahsoka Part 1, or Episode 1, collected 15 million views on Disney+. Plus. So <laughs> that's not a bad number whatsoever. Um, like I said, I think there's a lot of anticipation coming up into this show. A lot of people are excited for it. Um, you know, people are, you know, itching for some more Star Wars. But I think for a lot of people, too, they were seeing how um, there's some big names on this right we got dave filoni most of most importantly who are who's going to kind of commandeer this with john favreau and this is a passion project so i think people are really excited you know and, and we're getting to see here uh the first episode alone collected 15 million views on disney plus i mean pretty yeah, good yeah and this is global views um and and here's the thing so 14 million views for its first episode makes it the most streamed title on the platform yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, more than anything else on Disney Plus. So that's big. That's really big, right? But here's where things get a little um, interesting, is that just a few hours um, before that, there had been reports that Ahsoka had a 25% decline in viewership. From mm. the Mandalorian season three in North America. Interesting. Um, yeah, and so, you know, I th- this is this is all kind of a toss up. You know, I I would assume that, uh, you know, Disney Disney Plus has the numbers; they can see all of that. But there is some discrepancy there. And the fact that they announced this right uh, a couple hours after that was was shown is interesting. <laughs> right. 
Um, but yeah, it showed that, uh, you know, that Andor actually, um, I believe had more than Ahsoka even. And so I, I don't know if, if those numbers can be trusted or not. Uh, but you know, it, it seems like, you know, if, if, if 14 million really happened, then that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, Star Wars is in, it's still in a good place and, you know, the, the whole like, oh, people are tired of, of Star Wars, the Star Wars fatigue may not necessarily be a real thing. Yeah, you, true. It's just we want good Star Wars, okay? <laughs> There's, <laughs> right. It's simple. Um, and and I think that people are pretty pleased with what we're getting in Ahsoka. And uh, so, you know, if you have something good, if it's good and people enjoy it and people like what they're seeing, they're going to come back for more. And, and uh, you know, the name Ahsoka has already has goodwill right oh, yeah yeah um it already has people that will follow that name and so you you have that name you do a new show with that name and it's good then you're going to continue to have good exactly numbers, so yeah yeah so i first of all i just realized i was saying 15 instead of 14 but anyway you, you know what i mean right <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh, one million who cares you know whatever <laughs> so anyway so that is the this week in star wars folks so hope you uh enjoyed that we're gonna kind of have that as our reoccurring segment uh moving forward so the next thing which is going to be a reoccurring segment and that is a uh kind of a, a carry-on from last season of course is our community discussion now unfortunately how this worked out is we're going to utilize um the the post we made about uh you know talking about ahsoka uh part four and we realized it wouldn't really make sense to put that in the middle when we're going to be talking about our main subject so we're going to move it to there so forgive us we're already breaking the rules yeah, so here whatever hopefully but. we'll have something next week for this <laughs> segment. yeah so with that being stated we're now going to get into rumors back to the old rumor mill i'll get another carryover from season one and the very first rumor we have for this week and actually the only rumor is that the old a little short on the rumor mill yeah this. yeah i know the, the people are getting wrapped up in uh in the, the stuff that's <laughs> here right now yeah, yeah, right yeah. i have a i have a trusted place that i usually go to for rumors and, and leaks and stuff like mm -hmm. that and uh and it, like literally every post every post is about ahsoka yeah even <laughs> so, yeah. And, and and there are rumors being talked about about ahsoka but right, like that's right. not really what we want to talk about here so so the one that is not in relation to ahsoka is that the old republic gets a brief synopsis from Disney. So Drew. Yeah. So the fact that they released a synap synapsis isn't necessarily the rumor um, because that, that really did happen. Star Wars really did that. But what is interesting is just like is talking about the the why and the what does this mean is more the rumor of it. Um, but let me just read to you what it says here. So this is uh, they had a whole breakdown of the different time periods and they included the Old Republic. And this is what it says. The Republic is founded among the worlds of the Galactic Core, and the Jedi Order emerges to protect it. Um, and then something within the Jedi leads to the creation of the Sith in this epic era. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Oh. <laughs> so. Just dropped my phone. Oops. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I think what's what is interesting to me here, what I take from from this. To me, for them to say it like that, to have like an actual um, like little story there mm -hmm. tells me that uh, that they're they have some kind of story in mind for this Republic era. Right. Because mm -hmm. 
that's not the story of Knights of the Old Republic. Right. So I don't know what that, I don't know. We, the movies that we know about, right. Mm-hmm. Aren't set in the old Republic. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the dawn of the Jedi are, is set before even the old Republic. It's right. set during the very beginning, right. Of everything for the Jedi. Yeah. And I don't even remember. Hold on. Let me just go to the actual starwars.com here yeah no it's actually called dawn of the jedi that's what the Mm -hmm. that era is called so the fact that the old republic is here and it says that tells me there's some kind of story in the works here yeah because the old republic that we know Mm -hmm. or at least the the stories we know from the old republic the sith are already there right and Uh, you know, the it's they're they're in wars with the Sith and wars with the Mandalorians and yeah, like all this the stuff. Sith are like a faction, like just like the the Mandalorian would be. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's a Jedi versus Sith war. There's a Jedi versus Mandalorian war. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that there's this, uh, you know, this leads to the creation of the Sith tells me that they've got something in the works mm-hmm. of some yeah. to some degree which is which is very interesting but it's also kind of like uh, it's kind of scary you know what i'm saying right because mm-hmm. you know it makes you wonder you know how are they going to change it uh to fit the narrative of where they're wanting to go and of course we we I have mean, beloved stories there you know what i'm saying i mean i i think that it it can still like the knights of the old republic can still exist within Mm-hmm. The, the what they're saying here is just later on, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this would be, I assume, kind of like the beginning of the old republic. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, you know, and so I think everything that we we know from that can still exist within this. It's just interesting that kind of because we have the dawn of the Jedi before that, and I assumed, I assumed that dawn of the Jedi would also lead to the creation of the Sith as well. You would imagine, yeah. right? But yeah. clearly, that's not going to be the case. The Sith isn't going to come till the next era. Yeah, so that, now that, that doesn't necessarily mean there won't be dark force users, yeah, right? True. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they won't use the dark side, but the actual Sith followings mm-hmm. and teachings, yeah. I guess, isn't going to come until the Old Republic. Um, and you know, uh, you know, Darth Bane, he was the one that that created the Rule of Two, and 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 created kind of the teachings we see in in the movies. And so again, that happens during the Old Republic. Because the Sith at first was kind of like the Jedi. They had, there were lots of them. Hmm. And they, they, you know, they, they kind of had a, a whole temple and everything. And, and obviously that never worked because Sith are Sith and they like to kill each other <laughs> right. and they can't work together Dominance and, and all power. that stuff. Yeah. So Darth Bane made it to where he, there was just a master and, and an apprentice. Hmm. And, um, and that was it. And so. I, I think that, you know, we're eventually going to kind of see all of that come into place here. But it'll be interesting to see if we get an official announcement of something taking place in this era sooner than later, since we actually have a small little synapsis here mm-hmm. for that era. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's really, it is exciting that they're teasing that because it's exciting, but it's also kind of odd, I guess. I, I My brain's all over the place on this, right? Um, anytime you bring up the old Republic, you know. <laughs> I get excited. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but here's the thing too. What's kind of weird is like they're just jumping all over the place, right? We got we got stuff that's in and sure. the the Skywalker saga that's we're still 
you know, lingering into and, sure. and, and we got stuff that we're, Oh, we're now we're going to jump all the way past episode nine into this whole new era. Right. And then we're going to jump all the way to the very beginning. And then now we're even talking about past the beginning into the beginning of the old Republic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So listen, I, I'm going to take whatever they give us, uh, especially when it comes to the old Republic, but it is, it's kind of funny that they're yeah, jumping and- around. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, we do have we have the High Republic, right? That um, you know, lots of stuff is is happening in that and even more so new things are coming to that. Right. Um and then, you know, we've we've been experiencing things during the fall of the Jedi era. Uh the reign of the Empire era, of course, we have tons of stuff within that and and right. lots of things happening uh consistently in that Age of Rebellion um is, you know, the 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 OG stuff is in Age of Rebellion, right? And and then you got the New Republic, which is what Ahsoka and the Mandal- Mandalorian and all that stuff is in. Mm. And then Rise of the First Order, which we're getting another movie in. So it's like they're pretty much. And then and then New Jedi Order, which is what the Ray movie is going to be a part of, right? So what's crazy to me though is like New Jedi Order in this list doesn't have a synopsis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that is Dawn of the Jedi doesn't have a synopsis interesting both getting movies but the one that hasn't been announced to have a movie yeah the yeah. old republic that's interesting has hmm interesting I, yeah. i'm not sure that i can make really any specific conclusions right now about that but I, that is a very interesting observation yeah. for sure it's very um, interesting yeah so, so take that as you will right? yeah take that as you will again <laughs> yeah. this is we're talking about this in rumors because of that reason it's like it's it doesn't really explain anything uh, but it is just interesting and it does make you wonder if we're going to see something from this era sooner than later yeah absolutely so. very interesting stuff folks uh especially if you're a big fan of the old republic like we are uh, you know hey <laughs> we'll take what we yeah, can get exactly right? all righty so that is actually it for our rumors like we said very thin on the rumors this week but now we're getting into another new section or a new topic and uh, you're like well what is this well actually it's, it's it can be anything that we want exactly <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call it our revolving topic right and and, and we're gonna be bringing in different stuff every week basically whatever we kind of uh feel or, or want to talk about and that's going to generate some maybe some responses right that's kind of what we want to do is just have some fun discussion about some stuff and hopefully provoke yeah. those of you who are listening to uh join in on that topic yes. so this week's uh revolving topic is our top three lightsabers and uh you know there are so many different lightsabers all throughout star wars and canon and, <laughs> so and, and, and extended universe and all this different stuff so Listen, we could have, uh, I could have deep dived uh, into so many weird, random lightsabers, but I'm going to just go with the ones that I, I really have an affinity to. So, yeah, that's fair. Number one, we'll go. Number, are, are we going to do, we're going to do our number threes first? Yeah, we're going to do up, that. Yeah. Do, okay, yeah, let's yeah. start with our number threes. So, so my, you say yours and I'll say mine. My number three is Count Dooku's lightsaber. Mm, so. Okay. Um, obviously just to give like a quick reason, I guess it's just like, I just really you want to be in his silk pajamas too. Oh you... yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's probably so loud. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, his lightsaber, of course, it's always, always really intrigued me. It's mm-hmm. the designs like, you know, it's not super ornate or intricate, but I love the curved hilt. And of course it's very reminiscent of a lot of the French uh, cutlass and, and, and fencing swords and stuff. And yeah. uh, I love his fighting style and stuff, but the lightsaber itself, because it's curved and how it's yeah. used is really intriguing for me. So what is your number three? Oh, 
said so many, right? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I've been kind of going back and forth in my mind since we decided this was going to be it. Just like, like twenty minutes ago, <laughs> 20 minutes maybe. Ago. I've been trying to decide on exactly what I want to say, but I, I think that um, I know my, I know my first one pretty easily. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I know my second one pretty easily, um, but my third one was where I'm struggling. So I think now in here here's here's the thing, folks. Don't hold this to us. If we change our opinions, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And later on, if our number three is different, like a, a yeah, couple it might be now, it might know, be different, on, and you, know. you can't judge us for that. Yeah, we can say exactly. whatever we want. <laughs> it's our podcast. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to. I'm going to say my third is the dark saber. Okay. Okay. Yeah, honestly, that was kind of like an honorable mention for me. The dark saber. It's so unique, right? And it yeah. has such a just interesting look that it just stands out, obviously, because of that. Yeah. Um, because there's really nothing else like it, and and you know, I know it's more recent and everything, but you know, I just when I, every time I see it, I'm just like, man, that thing is so cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I that agree. black blade, right? With the and the mm-hmm. the contrast of the black and the white, and yeah. it's just. It's just really cool looking. Yeah. So I think I, that's going to be my third. Yeah, that, that was like a contender for me as well, for yeah. sure. All right, so my second one is Revan's lightsaber, mm-hmm. which has like the three little like yeah. spike mm-hmm. things coming off of it. Again, yeah. always always have loved that. Of course, we, we see glimpses of that in like kind of the extended universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, there's not really much to say to it other than just like I grew up playing KOTOR and all this different stuff, and yeah. just I love the design. I think it's really cool. And uh, yeah. So what is your number two? My number two has to be the the Skywalker lightsaber. Yeah. So yeah. Just kind of like the you know the the main one that we see go through the generations. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up with with Ray mm-hmm. at the end. It it's just to me it's like it is the lightsaber design. Like if you, yeah. like if you're going to say, okay, what does a lightsaber look like? Like, what is the base? You would pull that. Like yeah. it, it's, there's nothing yeah. like super fancy to it. Right. Nothing that's like really mm-hmm. pops, but it, to me, it is a lightsaber. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. that's just how I feel about it. And so I think I would give that my number two, but I do want to honorably mention though, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber here because I also love Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. Um, and, but I just feel like for me, the, the, the Skywalker saber is just a little more iconic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I did not choose that, but I am, I'm on the exact same boat as you. I didn't choose it just because I'm like, what is, what is, what do I have such a strong connection to? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Skywalker saber, again, it's something that we see in almost every trilogy, right? Yeah. That's passed down. So it, it, there is a lot of significance to yeah. that. Um, an honorable mention for me before we get to number one is, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head and it's driving me nuts. I should have looked this up. Um, but in the Clone Wars, um, the uh, Wookiee uh, Padawan, what's his name again? Do you remember? Oh, oh, wow. Oh wow! Uh, he's also in Bad Batch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow! All I can think of is Buryaga from, yeah, <laughs> from I, the High Republic. Every time, but every it's, time. It's, it's not Buryaga, obviously. Yeah. It's, um. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember. It his is name. Gungi. Gungi. Yes. How I just, can you forget that? How name? can I forget that? Yeah, I love his like wooden lightsaber. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's. Do you have any like other honorable mentions you'd like to get to? Forget number one. Boy. There's so many. I mean, right? I yeah. think in a, another honorable mention for me would be Kylo Ren's 
Yeah. It's it's just it's another just so significant. It's a unique one. It was the yeah. first time we saw a cross guard yeah. type, it, you know, and it was so mysterious and yeah. it, and the way like it wasn't like super stable and all that stuff was just super interesting yeah. and and really was unique and uh and I and, and again, every time I see it I'm still like, mm, that's pretty yeah. that's still that's, pretty it cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, let's go ahead and get on to our number 1 and I have to admit I've had a really hard time choosing my number 1. So, I will tell you what it's not first, because I was going to go with this, but I'm like, ah, I, I just going to say no. So okay. the uh, Revenge of the Sith to New Hope Obi-Wan Saber. Okay. I was going to choose that because it's just it's very significant to me. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of uh, emotional attachment to this. Love the Saber, but it's not it. My number one mm-hmm. is probably going to have to be Stellan Gaios's uh, Saber in um, uh, High Republic. I just, yeah. I love the design and it was so fresh and so new when it came out mm-hmm. and uh, it's just so elegant. You know, it's in the gold age of, of, of not just the Jedi, but in, in the designs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everything's just so elegant and streamlined. And I guarantee you that's your first one is too, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. it is. I knew yeah. it. Because well, I, I yeah. kind of figured that was going to be, and as soon as I said Stellan guys, you just go like, hmm. Yeah. Know, like sparking yeah. Like, it I, is. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, fairly recent lightsaber, right? As far as uh, lightsabers go. Um, but like, if you look at it and you can go and look it up, but it's just a beautiful lightsaber, you know, it's got the standard silver and black, mm-hmm. but then it has gold on the bottom, gold designs on the, on the front. And then, but it, 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 it has a, it has um, the cross guard, right? has the cross guard, but the cross guard closes and opens yeah. when, when, when you activate it. Yeah. And then it has little beams of, yeah. of whatever. So it's like a, like a heat vent type thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's a really cool, lightsaber and um they said when they were creating it that it was inspired by excalibur and so it's just i don't know it's just it's that it's that perfect mix of like you know the sci-fi and the fantasy the the fantasy like (laughs) you know knights you know knights of the round table type feel to it and and so for me when i saw it i was like oh i was like that's the greatest lightsaber i've ever seen in my life (laughs) and i don't know i don't know that i don't know We'll, we'll see if anything ever um changes my mind but like right now like i don't i don't know that anything will ever top it like to me it's like wow that's like the perfect (laughs) lightsaber (laughs) yeah yeah like there's a lot of great choices out there and that's why we do ask and encourage you guys of course to uh to let us know in the comments uh wherever you're watching in youtube or if you're on facebook or i also have to say that um i i did my very best to make it to make my Jedi survivor lightsaber look as close <laughs> to, um, close. to selling guys yeah. lightsaber as I could. And you can get fairly close, yeah. but it's not exactly the same, but yeah. I still, I still like went with the theme of Beautiful. it and it made me Love very it. happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hey, those are our top three. It probably changed next week, but Hey, don't hold us to it. It's our podcast. <laughs> ne- yeah. Next time this question gets asked sometime in the future <laughs> and we don't say the same things, then, you know, don't, don't, be mad at us yeah. or call us liars. But we will ask you guys to uh, uh, do us the courtesy of letting us know your answers in the comments. Yes. We'd love to know what your top three lightsabers are. Um, and uh, yeah, I love yeah. that discussion. Just list them, you know, one through three. List those lightsabers. We want to see what kind of bad takes you guys got. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, and also, too, when you guys say your top three, we will hold you to it. And yeah, if you, we will hold you to it. Yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, yeah. and Alex Mason uh, Jar Jar does not have a lightsaber, <laughs> so you can't put anything down about Jar Jar Binks. He's like, hi right, guys, I've been uh, sketching up some uh, fan fiction uh, Jar Jar Binks <laughs> lightsabers. <laughs> it's like, like a YouTube video. This is what if Jar Jar Binks was a Jedi, this is what his lightsaber would this look like. This is what George Lucas truly What's up, intended. Guys? This is <laughs> this is Jar Jar Lover two one eight nine. <laughs> Alex Nason unsubscribed. <laughs> this is what this is what we how we treat our patron producers. So. No, that's we love you. That's just how you know we love you. Yeah, this is how you know. This is how you know we love you is that we are so willing to bash <laughs> Throw you, you under on the this. bus. <laughs> well, you can't even defend yourself. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, anyway, <laughs> so that, guys, is our revolving topic for this week. Next time, join us, and uh, who knows what we're going to talk about next. Who knows? So, um, so last but not least, we're going to get into we sure our... Don't. <laughs> I promise you, we don't know what it is. We'll figure it out probably 10 minutes before the episode, so... All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's how that's how sincere we are, guys. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into our main topic, and of course, as, as you can well imagine, right... Uh, this week's episode uh, main topic is Ahsoka Part 4 Review. We're going to deep dive in, of course, the spoilers on Ahsoka Part 4. This was just an amazing episode, guys. I mean, we had we coming off of the, the heels of Part 3, and it was kind of like, eh, you know, what's... Yeah, and can I say real quick... Go ahead, go ahead. Um, some of you may be thinking, well, you guys didn't talk about Part 3. And typically, if we miss that, which we, we had... Uh, we had planned to do an episode for that and it didn't work out because we were kind of trying to make sure we had stuff lined up for mm -hmm. our new season. Um, and so um, we waited and typically when we do that, we would um, talk about both episodes. However, we find this episode to be so significant. Yes. Um, and just overall, just way more important than what happened in that third part that we we're just going to go ahead and skip it and mm -hmm. just go straight into talking about part four. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you guys have questions about part three, feel free to reach out to us and we will let you know our thoughts um, yeah. about anything. Uh, but as far as what we're going to talk about here, we're just going to go straight to part four. Yeah, absolutely. And so before we get too much into our thoughts, we did reach out and ask you guys what you thought of part four. And we're kind of using this as our community discussion as previously mentioned. But we did have three comments. So thank you uh, to all three of you who did comment. But first and foremost, Corey Allen Wise comes in and says... This show is just mind-blowing amazing. I can only hope this sets the tone for the rest of Star Wars for the future. And, and Corey, of course, we are 100% on the same page with you. Um, episode, this episode was amazing. And again, if, if this is any indication of the dedication that will be going into Star Wars going forward, we're in, we're in for a treat. Um, yeah. Now, of course, we can't <laughs> promise that, right? Because this is being headed by a guy who, you know, this is his passion project and he's the protege of George Lucas. So it's naturally going to have some amazing moments, but Hey, here's hoping, right? If we can hope yeah. that, 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 uh, trend of awesome, this is going to continue. We're going to be good for good for time. <laughs> we're going to be in for a good time if I can speak. All right. So Brandon Dukes comes in and says, Holy dot, 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 dot. What we just witnessed was greatness. Just amazing start to finish. We are seeing so much from Magic from the Night Sister. Just can't wait until next week. And again, Brandon, you speak for all of us. It, it jaws on the floor for so many different reasons. And yeah, we're just salivating for Tuesday to come, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it cannot come soon enough. 
Yeah, uh, and 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 I we I it will be a sacrifice for me for sure, but I will be coming to Andrew's house to to watch this, uh, so we can experience this together. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's one of those that we we talked and we're like, I think we're gonna have to watch this one together because uh, the way yeah. the way they line up these days, we don't typically get to do that anymore like we used to. Mm. Um, but this one just seems like it might be one that we need to yeah need to have that you know that experience with. I mean, if they're literally again having live airings premieres out of theater it's got to be good and let's just go ahead and say let's just make this one like over an hour okay (laughs) might as well right let's let's make this this episode over an hour yeah and plus if it's gonna be at a premiere right you would uh, think so but maybe 28 minutes Uh, (laughs) we'll just fill it in with uh, other stuff (laughs) Uh, they've been doing pretty good yeah now part three was only 30 something minutes yeah but this was 48 for me for me as as long as they are over 40 i'm usually pretty happy i feel like it's yeah it doesn't but anytime it's under 40 and it's like 30 something it feels so short (laughs) like it just feels like it's done in no time so yeah totally agree all right so uh our last comment for this week is from none other than alex mason thank you for commenting (laughs) alex after we just then basted you but hey we love you and hopefully you love it too so anyway but he says love it now he's talking about the episode, not us. But anyway, he says, Filoni equals the GOAT, greatest of all time. I hope the series can set a standard for the shows moving forward. So Corey and Alex are on the same page here. I have to say one of my favorite things for this has been the storytelling. The pacing of the show has been fantastic, and the way that not every moment needs dialogue, I think, makes it that much more enriching of a story. Because things that are unspoken are just as important as the dialogue. Uh, makes it... Uh, makes it way, I'm sorry, makes it a more interesting storyline, in my opinion. Uh, there have been a, a few weekly shows lately where I have been anxiously waiting to watch them as soon as it comes out. But I have to say, I can't wait till next week already. And again, I think we're all echoing the same stuff here. Um, just yeah. so excited. And, and Alex, again, I like what you said there, because um, it's kind of something that I had mentioned last time as well. Uh, we, we talked about this is that, you know, I love the the kind of old old style filming and, and storytelling of where mm-hmm. there's just moments where it's just like it's quiet. There's just no nothing to be said and and you're just absorbing what is happening. So I think that is a, 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 a fantastic move and it's very reminiscent of the older styles like we talked about last time. So totally on the same page as you there, man. Um, so thank you guys so much for your comments. And, and again, as we move into our thoughts and our review, um, yeah, guys, we're just we're just blown away, blown away by this episode, and and so excited to 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 go forward into part five, right? Yeah, and you know, I think the 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 first thing that I would say about this episode is, you know, this is Star Wars. Yes, very this much so. is Star Wars. What we what we watched in this episode is everything I love about Star Wars. Um, and what I think Star Wars should be. Yeah. Um, I mean, just wow. Uh, the, the lightsaber battles that we have here, multiple lightsaber battles. Yes. <laughs> we're lucky to get any lightsaber battles in the Disney era of Star Wars, let alone yeah. multiple in the same episode. Um, and let's be honest. Most of us, we love lightsaber battles, and <laughs> right, why right. Disney is so whatever about giving them to us, I don't know. But it, so this was really exciting to have those, um, and, and 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 you know, and we have characters that we we care about here, um, characters that mean something to us. Mm-hmm. They've established um, these characters for years now, 
And so, you know, what they're going through matters. And, and then the exciting potential of what is to come yes. between uh, enemies that, that we also know and know are, are uh, a threat, right? Right. But also having someone like Balin who is just a masterful villain. Like, yes. I am yes. just, I, I don't know that I've thought this way about a villain in Star Wars in a long time. Like, he's just absolutely fantastic yes just in every way he's just uh, the, shout out to the late ray stevenson yes. like he did such a phenomenal job as Balin, and we haven't even seen half of it yeah yet. yeah you know but already like it's just what he has done with this character has is so good and i yeah. want to know so much more about him and and his fight with ahsoka and stuff is just and yeah. we'll get more into detail on that yeah. but wow and and uh, and so you know you put all this stuff together, and then the the exciting future of this like going to an entirely new galaxy, oh, wow. going into somewhere yeah. entirely new, all of this together, you know, is is Star Wars to me. Putting all this is just the most excited I've felt about Star Wars in a long time. Yeah. You know, I what I wanted to fill with Kenobi, I'm actually feeling here. Yeah, yeah. I sure. never, unfortunately, never felt it with Kenobi. Well, here's the thing. This is something. This is kind of an interesting thought that just popped into my mind. Is that what makes Star Wars so special to us? I mean, I think there's a lot of awesome themes that we we experience and and get to enjoy, and I think there's a lot of great characters and character designs and all this stuff. But I think one of the biggest things I can at least speak for myself is is that Star Wars brought me the sense of adventure. Mm -hmm. It brought me this sense of exploration, seeing new things I've never thought of or heard of before. And so I think a lot of times we love Star Wars and we continue to watch it. And there's some things that are just like, oh, it's so awesome. But it's usually it doesn't give you that sense of adventure because it's things that we kind of already know about. Right. You're using characters right. that we already know or going to places that we're familiar with. And so I think a lot of that enjoyment comes from how they utilize nostalgia or mm. utilize things that we already like. Anyway, my point being is that with this show, there's so many new things, right? Yeah. We're seeing Ahsoka who we already know and love, but acting and, 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 and being in a position that we've never really seen her in, you know, uh, we're seeing characters that we've never met before and, and motivations that we've never seen in Star Wars before. Yeah. And now we're literally going to a whole new galaxy. That, mm -hmm. that, so it's giving me that sense of adventure, of exploration, this uh, this idea of like, I can't wait to see what's coming next because what we got thus far is good and I have no clue what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that, that's yeah. a big one, having no clue what's about to happen next. Yeah. And just, and, 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 and giving the opportunity to talk with your friends about like what could be, what yeah. could be happening. Yeah. And that's another thing that that sense of, of uh, you know, wonder, right? And and just mm -hmm. and wondering what's going to happen, and um, you know, not to be whatever, but you know, a lot of Star Wars we've gotten um, recently, we already kind of know the outcome, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's still been good, like Andor, uh, Kenobi these these shows like we already we know the end of their stories we know exactly. what happens this we have no idea yeah right. these characters we don't have a clue the only thing i can tell you for sure about any of these characters right now is that the ghost is in rise of skywalker yeah and that's yeah, all i can true. tell you yeah and I, we don't even know who's in it i mean because because honestly honestly i mean in canon if i i could be mistaken but i mean we don't i mean soka could die in the show. Sabine could die in the show. Uh, Hera, I think, could die in the show. 
Harem, Harem maybe not. Harem I, maybe has been referenced. I don't know that we've seen her. I remember. Actually. Um. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on What, what was the, what but was I know the movie that, that they're like, uh, General Sindula, da, da, da. what was that? I can't remember now. Wait, no, that might have been Rogue One, though. That's a great question. I'm going to look it up real quick. I don't remember. Keep talking. Well, anyway, so... Uh, I don't know what to say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that to some degree, right? I mean, we really don't know who, how a majority of these characters' stories ends. So that also gives it's another Rogue one. one. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, yeah I mean, one. so technically, unless there is see, something... I'm, I'm looking at her wiki right now. Let me see if it says any... If she appeared anywhere else. I would continue on, but I'm just... I feel like what I'm well, going to say is Well, actually, this is not... I need Wookiepedia. Okay, Ooh, that's where the that's where the the real stuff is for Star Wars. Star Wars. Just so you guys know, is. that's where you want to go. Don't go to normal Wikipedia. Go we to know. Wookiepedia. That wiki junk. We know what the wiki. Uh, appearances. Here we go. Appearances. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, whoa, ads get out of my face. Here we go. Um, Star Wars Rebels, obviously. Blah blah blah. Going is it listed chronological or is it? Yeah, it's listed okay. chronologically. Soka, so she was mentioned. She was mentioned in Resistance Reborn, which would have been before um, Rise of the Resistance. But she was only mentioned, so I don't know if that meant it could have been her. Saying, I don't like, know if the mentioning was, she was like a good that person, she was, uh, you know, alive at that time or not. Yeah. So we're getting a little too in the depths on this, but right. my point being is that here's all of these well-known, established, well-loved characters, and we don't know. I mean, theoretically speaking, next episode, all of them could die. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that is the canon answer to that. So there's there's brevity, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not just adventure and excitement of exploration, but there's also brevity, consequences. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because, well, so again, a lot of these stories that we, we watch or, or recently, right, is like, yeah, it's a good story, but we, we know he doesn't die or we know he dies. We know. Mm-hmm. So, but now these characters who we love in Ahsoka, yeah. who knows? And that gives it again that yeah. brevity, that that weight of like who knows what's going to happen. Right. You know? So, I think the best thing for us to do here is just to kind of go, just kind of recap the episode. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about, so um, I'll just kind of start here at the beginning. And uh, you know, Braxton, feel free to stop me if you have anything you want to talk about. Sure. Uh, specifically, um, but you know, we we open up um, on Cetos where Ahsoka and Sabine's ship is still damaged, and uh, they got Hulang working on repairs. And uh, Sabine calls for their friend Hera, stationed on the New Republic ship, Home One. The call doesn't work. Um, they have a conversation about um, if Ahsoka and Sabine can't recover the map, then no one should. Mm-hmm. And Sabine refuses to agree with her as they debate if Ezra's life is worth the galaxy's safety. And so let's just pause here for just mm-hmm. a moment. This is a very interesting character development where we see is, yeah. the selfless um always very happy would throw her life away to save somebody else ahsoka mm-hmm. to all of a sudden this more cynical more like i will sacrifice right. for the greater good ahsoka right yeah. and you go back in time to rebels right just because that's when they're interacting but especially you go back in time to like clone wars you know if if she was if she was faced with that same decision she would be like 
listen, I know that this is important and we have to make Thrawn the priority, but I will do whatever it takes to save Ezra. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely a difference in her character. Right. And cause yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. There was a time when Ahsoka would have been like, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. And we'll yeah. get him and we'll do both. You know what I mean? Like right. we'll figure out <laughs> right. how to do both or something to that degree. Um, yeah. And so, uh, the heroes then decide to set out to find the enemy ground base as Huang continues repairs. But in the trees, we have a mysterious droid lingers and calls into the baddies. Shin tells her master Balin's skull and Mar- Morgan Elsbeth they found Ahsoka. Balin tells Shin, Morak, and their droids to move in. Morgan asks Balin if he's afraid. He gruffly answers that his tone is from experience. I love this that part. That was very cool. So like, very yeah. Cool. And, and, and again, it just shows how cool Balin is as a mm-hmm. character because he's not like this some big, like, I'm so tough and I'm, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, and I'm yeah. a big evil guy. He's like, like he's like a, he, he's, he's not even necessarily even evil. He's just, he does whatever he wants and, and I mean, needs yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, I've been feeling the same way as you, and I've said that a couple times, but then I'm, like, in my mind, but then I look back and I think about that first, when we first meet him in the True. ship, and he, like, brutally is murdering the civilians. So, I mean, yeah, civilians. I mean, I mean in, in, and in so, a classic definition, he's evil. Well, I guess they're right? not considered civilians. I guess it would be considered part yeah. of the... So, I guess you could uh, even reel it back in and say he's not necessarily uh, evil, but... I don't know. He, I mean, no, he's definitely, he's layered, right? Yeah. He's got a lot yeah. of layers. It's not just like, I'm going to go understand. kill this mother and their child because I can type thing, right? right? He you clearly know. does have some kind of moral code to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that we don't truly understand his motives yet. Yeah. What has, what is, in my opinion, I feel like maybe there's something that has been promised to him from, from Thrawn. Right. Yeah. Well, or something power, to that degree. Right. right? Something. And, and I think that in the end, I think that it's probably not what he truly thinks it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll see how all that plays out. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So then the title card comes up at this point saying revealing part four fallen Jedi. Very and I cool like, title. I like yeah. that because it has so many meanings, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so many meetings for this episode. Uh, so many people actually in this episode you could be referring <laughs> yeah, to yeah. as the fallen Jedi. Exactly. And I thought that was pretty cool to think about. I mean, a, multiple. <laughs> multiple. I mean, uh, any, any character that uh, has a lightsaber is <laughs> some sort of a so, fallen Jedi. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's really interesting to think about. Um, so perfect title. Um, as Huang continues repairs, Sabine dons her Mandalorian armor, which was cool to finally see her kind of get yeah. into gear there. As we knew, as we knew her uh, most. Um, searching, she looks look, looking for something in her bag. Ahsoka um, notices it and brings it to her, and so basically showing that you know she's kind of she's stressed out over mm-hmm. over analyzing kind of everything. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka cuts to the heart of the issue. Sabine's concern over Ezra, stating, "Sometimes we have to do what is right, regardless of our personal feelings." Then, as Yuang makes some progress outside with their ship, he's attacked by Morgan's assassins droids. Shout out to Yuang who does this awesome <laughs> that was actually sick. hand-to-hand brawl here that yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed. And he, he, you know, he had his like all four arms out, and you sick. know, obviously, like he couldn't actually do compete with, with the, the HK assassin, with the HK droid, assassin yeah. droid. But he still, he put up a fight. But, and I mean, he's been training Jedi in, in right. martial combat for right. yeah. And he's like, help, help, help. <laughs> help, help. Yeah, that was <laughs> and um. And and I do love this part where uh, Sabine's like, oh, maybe Huang, you know, messed up or something. And so and like, he, so he, wouldn't like he wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> she just brings out her license. <laughs> Immediately. And, yeah, so good, out. yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, 
So Sabine and Ahsoka leap outside to join them, quickly taking out the attacking guards and assassin. And the, Dwayne tells them to stay together in the master pod and move out to find the enemy base. So, so I mean, just talking about that fight for just a second, yeah. like that combat was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Such a great choreo- choreographed scene. And some of the yeah. stuff that we see, like the, the, which is so cool because obviously we know that they've been together for a while now, yeah. but, but Sabine and, and Ahsoka, I mean, they are just a tag team for the ages. Um, yeah. the, how they worked together, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, at the very end, I'm kind of cutting ahead here, but, uh, uh, Sabine uses her little, uh, I don't know what it's even called, but like her grapple hook type thing to bring one of them in. Yeah. And then as, uh, she's bringing him in. Ahsoka turns around and just cuts him and just, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and I, w- I actually want to go back and like rewatch all those fights. Yeah, scenes, me too. Uh, just because, you know, it's a lot to take in the first time. But And another interesting thing is, is is to show the character progression of Ahsoka is that while they're fighting, Ahsoka literally brings one of the enemies in front of her and uses him. Yeah, yeah, shield. I've seen I that. Mean, that was, yeah. It was sick, but it was also just like, just to show mm. how, how she's been calloused over the years and kind of like mm-hmm. evolving into this more kind of gray Jedi type thing, you know, but very cool. Very cool. So, um, from there we go back to Hera and Chopper and her son, Jason Sindula. Uh, basically what happens here is Hera is, is, uh, going to go on without the consent of, um, imagine the, that <laughs> the, the, the new Republic. Basically she's like, you know, who are they to tell me? She's like, I've been doing this a long I'm a time. General, you know? like, yeah. And, and I and I do understand where she's coming from because you know she's been fighting this war for a long time. Now you got new people in there, uh, like uh, like that. Um, I can't remember what his name is. Zodo 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 something like that. Um, <laughs> who was the guy in in uh, part three who said that um, that uh, well he was the one that was kind of against it all, but but he wasn't even in the war he waited till afterwards where the war was over and then he joined up and, and yeah. she called him out on that yeah and shout out to that because he is the father of kaz from star wars resistance so interesting i did not know that yeah huh that's cool so yeah there's a little, little tidbit hey hey we we fun another fun fact we didn't throw it in for free baby hey, so come on hey, hey. <laughs> um so then uh they so she goes off and, and leaves and she's joined by a group of X-Wing pilots, including Carson T. Teva from the Mandalorian. You. So he continues and, 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 you know, he's, um, he brings a crew with him there. Uh, and, and I think this guy's going to continue to just kind of be like one of the, the, the new Republic, like, pilots that you just know like yeah. throughout the and yeah. I, you know i think he'll be in the movie that comes and all that stuff sure because he's already kind of people recognize him at this point yeah it's kind of like a wedge type situation i mean he's never gonna be a wedge but yeah, you know. yeah um and then we got some other new ones here but then um we also got another cameo here hmm. uh the, the one of the other pilots here was um brendan wayne mm-hmm. um who is the the guy under the suit in Mando? Yeah, so yeah. that's another cool little thing. Is they also he's the son of John Wayne, is he not? The son of John Wayne, isn't that crazy? Or the grandson of John grandson, Wayne? Yeah, grandson of John makes Wayne. more sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, grandson of John Wayne, and uh, and but yeah, he's he's the guy under the helmet 
most of the time, I think, mm-hmm. in in Mando, and so that's pretty cool to the, that he kind of got his own little <laughs> moment yeah. to shine there, yeah. where they showed his face. Now, I don't know, I don't know if he survived or not. I'm not sure who survived <laughs> in that, uh, in that later one, in the yeah. episode, but anyway, so that was cool to see, and so we see that they are headed to go help out on Cetos. But back on Cetos, Morgan and Balin. Uh, debate the calculations of the hyperspace jump. She tells him to have faith in Balin. Gruffly remarks, "He lost faith years ago." Another good, mm, another good yeah. uh, line. And she uses her night sister magic to open the coordinates. And as they begin to plot their route to to Thrawn, which I think it's, I think it's here where he's like, witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, witchcraft. Yeah. Um, as Ahsoka and Sabine sprint through the woods, they have they're stopped by Marok and Shin, and the combatants prepare their duels. Breaking up, and also I it, I do want to point out that um, Huang repeatedly said, you know, you guys are better together, so mm. like stay together. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we will. And then they immediately, immediately split, up split up as <laughs> soon as they find yeah. people. And I think a lot of this, a lot of what happens, actually wouldn't have happened had they stayed together. So they should True. listen to Huang. Yeah. Huang knows best. He knows best. Um, and so they they break up Sabine versus Shin and Ahsoka versus Marak for round two. And it's a race against time as Morgan and Balin begin to load coordinates into their mega ship, the Eye of Scion. Um, Ahsoka strikes a killing blow on Marok, which that was pretty great. Um, yeah. There, where we see the the spinning blade, and 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 then she kind of just kind of waits and gets that perfect strike in. Yeah. Um, completely throwing out the window uh, all rumors <laughs> yeah. and theories that people had about who Marok or Marok or yeah. Marok is. And there's been several rumors. Yeah, Lots of them. I mean, people have been talking about that so much mm-hmm. and they were all wrong. Um, do you have an opinion on that, on what happened there? Because as he is, as he is striked, we see, um, we see him kind of almost like explode, right? Mm. And and mm. and um, into this particulate. Yeah. yeah. And so, do you have any opinions on that? Because the more I've thought about it, and the more I've kind of um, read things, and 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 went back and watched that part again, I do have my own theory. But that's all we have right now are theories. There right. is no confirmations. So the, I mean, the 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 easy button answer for me is that it's some sort of night sister magic. Um, you know, obviously we're seeing, uh, 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 Morgan, right? That's right. Her name. Morgan. Morgan yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we're seeing Morgan and of course she is a, a night sister witch and, uh, and we're, she's using her magic quite a bit. So I, to me, I, it, it was greenish if I remember correctly. And, and, and as we see mm-hmm. in a lot of the clone wars and I think even in rebels, um, we see their magic is green right and right. It has, so for me i think whatever it ends up ends up being i do personally feel like it has to be some sort of nice sister magic now of course there's different interpretations you can take from that um i think you know it could be one of the two things um i think it's like she made some sort of soldier just basically out of the magic and and she used the inquisitor uh armor to encase this kind of mist like stuff another thing is she raised someone up from the dead and resurrected them and, and put them in this Inquisitor uniform. And then once she was killed, the, the, the magic got released. So their body kind of just disintegrated. That's another thing, too. Um, but I think that my working theory is that it's it, it very well may be some sort of nice sister magic in whatever capacity that is. So, Yeah, so my thoughts on it is I think that this was an Inquisitor. Um, I think it is a legit Inquisitor that mm. had died. And that... Um, she brought him back to life with, mm. with magic. Yeah. 
and so he was kind of like indebted to her like in servant servitude basically yeah um and to some degree and how all that works i don't know yeah but that's my what i think because when 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 ahsoka strikes him down you see the the green smoke right the kind of and then you see his body very quickly like kind of just like uh go back to almost like it was dust or like a skull like or, yeah, you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. a like a skeleton frame yeah and so and, and and if you notice like his armor you know it was all like rusty and stuff right sure and so yeah. it kind of also supports that theory of like this was an inquisitor that was dead laying somewhere yeah and she brought him back to use uh, use him utilize his experience yeah so you know and one of the theories that just to just to say like you know there's so many out there but one of the more pointed theories that andrew and i both had that felt pretty plausible was that it was barris offy um yeah and so if you don't remember who that is it's it's kind of basically if you go back to clone wars it was kind of ahsoka's rival mm. padawan and she eventually betrays uh you know ahsoka betrays the order and she goes to prison or whatever um so our thought was that she would turn into an inquisitor and now this is going to be, that's why it was so, you know, she, they kept shrouding her face and stuff because her, her movement, her movements kind of looked like a Barris and, mm-hmm. uh, and there is that, there's that animosity between them. So it would be really, uh, uh, you know, uh, very interesting uh, dichotomy there. But here's the thing. First, first thing I'll say two things. First thing is, you know, if, if the nice sister brought that person back to life, it, it's very plausible to say like it's her, it's her super soldier, her Ubermensch, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's her ace in the hole where they can kill him and she'll just bring him back to life and she'll, you know, continue to serve her. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that it isn't still Barris. Now that that's a crazy wild shot theory there. I think the first thing I said is more plausible, but you know, I'm Sam. So yeah, so I see what you're saying. Um, if you know, if she can repeatedly bring someone back to life through this magic, then it could still be an important person mm. of some kind, right? It could be at a secret identity still, yeah. and she could still bring this person back to life again. Yeah, that is an interesting theory. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We don't know how any of that works, um, and and I. I I kind of lean towards they're not going to touch it. I don't even know that they'll explain yeah. it. I think they're, there's a good chance they're going to completely move on and you're not going to find out until like a comic or a book or some random interview or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know that it's going to be explained in this because I just don't know that they really care enough to... See, but I, I feel I, like with, with I mean, I Filoni, though, being over this, I feel like he wouldn't leave all these big loose ends uh, like they typically do, but... I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, he... You know, he 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 follows after George Lucas, and you gotta remember, George <laughs> yeah. Lucas. He he, you know, talked about the Clone Wars and all this stuff. None of that was even there, right? And like, and then they yeah, came back in and filled wrong. it. And so, you know, that's that's potential for a, a story that could be told somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. But anyways, it was interesting to see, and uh, we see Ahsoka hurry ahead to get the map while the two um, others continue to fight. Morgan leaves Balin to protect the map to prepare for her departure as Ahsoka arrives. Balin opens up that Anakin spoke highly of Ahsoka, but then goes her about her leaving Anakin behind to become Darth Vader. When Ahsoka shuts down that line, Balin says he wants to create a new way, even if that means it is out of the ashes of Thrawn's war. They both draw their lightsabers, size each other up, and duel. It's measured each slice of their blades purposeful, 
Um, this is uh, just such a great part, and we see them continuing to change forms. Yeah, that was and cool. That was that so was cool. So I wish cool. I knew what the forms were just yeah, by looking. I yeah. don't. Um, I'm. I assume somebody has already like guarantee it. Yeah, like written out what forms they were going to. There's <laughs> yeah. somebody that knows those, but just by looking, I'm unfortunately not one of those people. But but yeah, um, it, was, it was just cool because they're like basically analyze each other and mm-hmm. like they used one form, and so yeah, the yeah. other one took this another form that was better against that one. Yeah. So then they would change their and form. If you notice Ahsoka using one lightsaber. Yeah. And I, and, and and I think the the. The reasoning behind this is that Balin is much bigger and stronger than she yeah, is. Yeah. And so she kind of changes to a, a one lightsaber form to first of all have more strength against his blows, but mm. and you even see her like using some acrobatics to like increase her strength. Like using her leg pushing her leg up against the the yeah. stone and when he strikes her and stuff. Yeah. Because he's and because he is, you know, because he's doing straight up like power attacks right like he was taking his lightsaber and just yeah yeah like doing really i wish again i wish i knew what like uh forms those were yeah and um i I need to look into that more but but it was really cool to see them doing that and showing that they're both very skilled highly knowledgeable right these are not just throwaway um (laughs) jedis these are these are very experienced oh yeah um duelists and so um, we see them fight. All of this was just wonderful. I loved every second of it, and it, it'll it'll go down in history, I'm sure, as as another you know great uh, lightsaber battle again because we don't have that. We don't have that many. Yeah, you know, especially in That's this sad. Disney era. So um, this was really cool. And then she finally does get to the star map. And that's kind of what it was, right? It was like a dance. They were mm-hmm. him trying to to block the star map and Ahsoka trying to get to the star map. And she finally gets it. She picks up and it burns her hand in the process. Yeah. I do wonder if that has, if that possibly something about it burning her hand could come back because that might mean she might have oh, some of like the flashbacks. Map. Or she something. might have some Ooh, of the map. Or just, in, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Into yeah, her like hand. Yeah, like imprinted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but just something that's, that's to think good about. Thought. That's good thought. Um, so meanwhile, Shin escapes Sabine fleeing into the woods. Balin is angry as Shin arrives. To protect the map, Ahsoka force throws the young woman against the stone pillars. Balin rages, pushing Ahsoka further and further back towards the cliff's edge. Sabine joins the fray as the moral question arises from earlier. Ahsoka wants Sabine to destroy the map, but Sabine hesitates as it's the only way to Ezra. Mm. Were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, you know, like, again another little point of of ahsoka's change right where she sees shin and thinking that she took out sabine and gets mad and just literally just like almost look for a second like she starts choking her for a second Mm -hmm. she's kind of like elson boom and just throws her against rock oh it was it was sick but it was just another little thing in ahsoka's change you know yeah and earlier i don't know if we mentioned this but when they when they were about to kind of split up ahsoka was like you know i need to know i can trust you and all the stuff and sabine was like Mm -hmm. yeah you can you know I got you, you know, and, and so just kind of interesting to see what happens here after that conversation. But, um, so from there, um, Ahsoka wants Sabine to destroy the map, but Sabine hesitates as it's the only way to Ezra. Balin forces Ahsoka over the edge, leaving Sabine alone to face the once Jedi. Balin calls out Sabine, telling her she won't destroy the map. He cites Ezra as her only family. Um, also notice here that he is utilizing the force to like to get in her head like he's he's using the force to um, feel what she's feeling or thinking oh yeah I, I didn't really think yeah, about that at if first. you go back yeah. and, and and watch it at least in my opinion 
Yeah. He's using the force to kind of read her in this, in the, during this moment. Yeah. And so he's, he's playing towards her emotions and he cites Ezra as her only family because a bombshell revealed that Sabine's family from Star Wars Rebels died on Mandalore thanks to the events prior to the Mandalorian explained in the book of Boba Fett, uh, which that was something we did not know until then. Um, and also what's interesting is that he tries to turn her against Ahsoka by saying like, it was basically because your master's decisions mm-hmm. that, that led to this or something along those right. lines, which is very interesting. Right. And so he wants to help her find Ezra and invite Sabine to come with him to save Ezra. She hesitates before handing Balin the map to Ezra. And this was a, this was a very intense moment trying to, you know, will she do it? Will she not do yeah. it? Um, you know, part of me was like, no, there's no way she's going to shoot him and or something. And then, uh, but no, she gave it to him. And, you know, I've seen a lot of, I've seen some people say they don't like this idea and they don't think that this is fitting for Sabine, mm. but I have to disagree. I actually think it, it makes sense for where her character is right now. Oh yeah. And also, you know, again, she, she cares so much about Ezra that she, she's not willing to, to do something like that. You know, like she's willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I, I have to think from my perspective, like if my family, you know, if, if, to, if, if I was lost from my wife and I had to get to, to her, you know, am I really going to have the guts to, to shoot the only the thing only that means for me to get there, to, get to her? Yeah. Probably not. I'm probably going to give it to them. <laughs> I yeah. mean, just to be yeah. honest, yeah. you know? Well. And so, um, and so I, I understand where that, where, where she's coming from, but also, um, you know, she's, she's not been the most reliable, to Ahsoka either. True. And, you know, Ahsoka trying to trust her, but, you know, it's like earlier with the star map, earlier in the series when she, when she was like, stay here and she took off, you and know, stole and, it and, and stole it and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so she gives the map away and then she struggles to breathe as Shin begins to force choke her. And this is after Balin had said like, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't hurt you. You have my word. Yeah. But Balin stops Shin indicating that he will keep his word. Unlike Ahsoka had in the past. And they load up the last of the map to Morgan. Thankfully, Hera calls into Huang, saving, saying they arrived at Setos, and Hera and Carson move in to stop the Eye of Sion. On the surface, Balin destroys the map with his lightsaber as he and Shin take Sabine with them. Uh, Balin, Shin, and Sabine arrive on the Eye of Sion. And again, the Eye of Sion is such an interesting piece of... It's just so unknown to us, right? Like, everything yeah. about it looks so different than what we're used to in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just kind of interesting. Um... Also, shout out to Sion, which I don't know if this is the reason they're calling it that or not, but Sion was the uh, Sith Lord from Nice Little Republic 2. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's why they're calling him uh, that, but what if, I mean, there's a good chance that that's yeah, why. Very Same spelling and yeah. everything. Um, so, Balin, Shin, and Sabine arrive on the Eye of Sion as Hera and her team move in to fight, though Morgan ignores the fighters and jumps into hyperspace. Um, and this is uh, kind of similar to the the Holdo maneuver from from the Last Jedi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where this 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 huge hyperspace jump, the blowback from it, um, takes out a bunch of Hera's fleet she had with her, yeah. killing some of them. Um, I'm not sure who lived and who didn't in that, but we know that mm-hmm. Hera and we know that Carson both um, uh, were alive still, which are really the only two that truly matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so after that, we go, so that we see that they, they made their jump to hyperspace mm-hmm. to this, this new galaxy. We assume they made it to the new galaxy. Um, and so uh, then it goes back to Ahsoka, which at first makes it appear she is like 
in the water maybe it kind of yeah, looks like yeah. she's in, which, in this water what's interesting is that they never show her they never show they never show her right yeah they they well they show her they show her face which you first think this blue behind her is, is water but then it comes to find out it's not she is in the world between Whoa. worlds and so she you know she stand, stands up and immediately i'm like Oh my goodness, they're actually doing it. You know, it <laughs> yeah. was funny in our previous yeah, episode. Yeah. We both had talked about how we're like, well, it's kind of looking like it's maybe the war yeah, between worlds isn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going like to hold off like the hope direction that they're going to do this, yeah. but like but, the direction you know. that they're headed now doesn't really, but boy, I'm so glad to be wrong. I've never been happier to be wrong in my life that yeah. they're in the world between yeah. worlds. Um, and we hear, um, a voice say like hey snips or something like that yeah and ahsoka turns and there is anakin none other than skywalker <laughs> and and not just anakin but in his uh in clone his, wars yep. robes yep yeah his uh revenge of the sith um outfit to be yeah. exact yeah and yeah. uh and there he stands not it, it, it does not look like a force ghost yeah. Uh, yeah right i mean he does not have the blue glow He's not wearing what he wore as Luke saw him at the end of um, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. where he was wearing more traditional Jedi robes there. Yeah. Um, so, so first of all, let, before there's before a lot we, to take in here. Before we get to the part that I, I that we're gonna naturally progress to, first of all, let's kind of back up into the fact that we don't see Ahsoka, right? We don't see her body just laying there. Correct. So first of all, is she physically there at the World Between Worlds? Or is her body still there? And it's like her mind is there, first of all. Right. And that so, and so that questions. can change things, right? Mm-hmm. That can change things. And, and second of all, what if, and I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm, I'm kind of already getting over the place, but what if this is not even the world between worlds? What if she's unconscious? What if she's dreaming this? What if, you know, there's a manipulation because of the white night sister or something like that? So who knows? Maybe she's not even in, the, in there. Yes. But let's just assume for the moment that she is in the world between worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, whether she's physically there or is just in her mind, I don't know. But what's interesting is that I made this comment to you after we watched the episode, is that how he, how Anakin talks to her, says like, you know, hey, Snips, I wasn't expecting you so soon or something along those lines. Right, yeah. So it almost made it sound like when you die, you go to the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it was just like in a weird way. So I don't know. I don't know if that's, I definitely feel like, and just the way that, that it played out there, I, it felt like they want you to think Ahsoka has died. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they definitely they show want her you body. to, I, I think they yeah. definitely want you to assume that's what's going on here. I personally think it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, and my first, my first thing here with the world between worlds we don't know everything about the world between worlds, obviously. Right. right? We only know what we've seen from rebels. Um, there's still a lot of unknowns and there's still a lot of ways that it could be used that we don't even know that it can be used that way. Right. So based off what we know, the only thing we've seen is your actual physical body going into the world between worlds. Yes. Yes. Right. That's all we've seen. So we've not seen it where it, it's like a spirit thing or a, uh, in your mind thing. Now, while I think that those are valid, uh, theories though, because again, mm-hmm. we don't know all the ways it can work. Right. So I think they're valid theories, but based off just what we know, that would imply 
that then that she's actually in the world between worlds. Mm -hmm. Now we know also to access the world between worlds, it requires knowing doorways, right? Mm -hmm. Doorways into the world between worlds. Um, Some were more like specific than others, I think. And what we saw, you know, we saw Ezra who had to open up this, this, this doorway to it that, you know, even uh, Palpatine didn't necessarily right. have. He conjured up one. He conjured yeah. up a doorway, Through, but he like, couldn't. Yeah, like but that. like yeah. he couldn't actually get into it without like their help, right. basically. And so, right. um, so I think that, you know, based off of that, if we look at it that way, that would imply that Ahsoka is really there. How did yeah. she get there? I've heard a couple different theories and I've, I've been reading all kinds of theories on what this means. And I think, you know, it's one of those things we can debate all we want, <laughs> right? but when I mean, you know, the, the answer, we're just got to wait as much as, as horrible as that's going to be. But one of the, the rumors I've heard, or sorry, not rumor, a theory, a theory I have heard is that, um, this is Anakin from before revenge of the or sorry like during revenge of the sith mm-hmm. who some for we we don't know how or why but he went into the world between worlds and pulls ahsoka out and saves her oh um, and wow her, that's interesting and brings her into the world between worlds and what that is eventually means is that they're going to have this this encounter and ahsoka's not going to be able to tell him what he becomes yeah that's interesting yeah basically because she knows she can't change anything yeah um and so now that is a pretty wild theory though that the anakin gets access and, to this and stuff and that you know? yeah exactly and it's like well how in the world would he even get access you know blah 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 but that's just a theory i've, I've read out there yeah. you know another common thing that and, and was my first reaction when i saw it, it was like oh well it's it's him as a force ghost mm-hmm but yeah. then you run into a couple things. First of all, he doesn't look like a force ghost. Right. Which may be because you maybe you don't have to look like a force well, like, ghost. Yeah, between in, the world, between the world. Because yeah. it's it's not like a physical place, right? Sure. I mean, your physical body, I guess, goes there, but it's it's not like uh it works differently, obviously. Sure. Yeah. So maybe you can appear normal there. But the other thing is though, is he's not wearing what we saw him wear as a force ghost. Right. Um which again there is some canon stories that seem to imply that you can choose what your appearance (laughs) as a force ghost is. Yeah. Um, there are some stories that seem to imply that, um, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be what you were when you died, which explains why he looks younger than what he was when he died. Right. So maybe he changed it just to be what Ahsoka knows him as. Yeah. Right. So, so, Again, I don't want to diverge too much, but it's like because he looks different. My one of the theories that I immediately had is that what if this isn't him? Mm-hmm. What if this is some sort of manipulation, either of the world between worlds or somebody else influencing her within the world between worlds? Yeah, and that brings you know to the very very end of the episode where the Darth Vader. Um, then that's Martin, what made me think of it. Uh, yeah. Plays there, and that does kind of. It goes from oh, it's Anakin. It's yeah. to and then to all of a sudden this very like, uh, you know, 
this uh, brings it to a kind of a, ooh, maybe this isn't a good thing, you know, yeah. to the ending. Well, so, yeah, and, that, and that, I think that is really what threw me off. Like, the fact that he didn't look the same as he did, uh, the la- like, the one we we know for a fact that we saw him as a Force ghost, and, and the, the music. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what if this is some sort of manipulation? What if this is a, a, a test from the world between worlds? Or something along those lines where it's not actually um, Anakin. And right. eventually to overcome something right mm-hmm. she's gonna have to fight him or something along those lines now again as we were talking over over text so i don't think that, that necessarily means that we'll never see anakin as a, an actual force ghost you know actually talking to ahsoka um in fact this is a wild theory but what if she's trapped in there and that these these manipulations um are trying to fight her and stuff and that the actual force ghost of anakin has to come in and help her fight her inner struggles like Mm -hmm. because these manifested because of her own struggles and and memories and darkness and stuff so the real force ghost of anakin has to come in to help her fight that would be very cool i think that might be a bit of a like too much maybe a bit of a stretch but i think that would be pretty interesting too so like i said i think i think the 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 common reoccurring thing here is that we have no clue we have no idea we have no clue Uh, another um theory i read was that they think that this is anakin after his turn to Vader, just before he has a suit. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And and so, well, and I guess before the the Mustafar fight, right? So, um, again, it's like, well, where would he have? How would he have ended up in the world between worlds, in between everything that was going on in Revenge of the Sith? Right. Again, I don't know, but that would be kind of an interesting thing to um, see that. But I think, um, for me. When I when I look at it here, I think that um, I think most likely to me, I I, I still lean towards it being a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually being Anakin's Force ghost. Yeah, and having some conversation there, maybe looking at him being kind of like her guide. Okay, mm-hmm. to seeing some scenarios, seeing how. To, to, to change, because, you know, she's Ahsoka where she is now in, in life. She is where she's at because she feels like she failed. Right. When right. She's she, lost she, everyone. She and... left the Jedi and Anakin yeah. went off and became Darth Vader. And I think she still blames herself for some of that. Sure. And I think what has to happen here in this next episode is that she finally lets that go. Yeah. And when she lets that go, she truly becomes like what she is destined to be right the robes and the staff right and- <laughs> like all that stuff can happen yeah, right because yeah. she's gonna finally like also in her luck you grow like three feet long yeah <laughs> or three yeah, feet longer yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and so <laughs> my my kind of final prediction of what i think happens here is it is anakin as a force ghost and the change in, in appearance is probably just because that's what she remembers him as okay mm-hmm. and so why did the Darth Vader thing happen? I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Maybe just yeah. to remind people that that's also Darth Vader. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> or that, that when you're in the, uh, not afterlife, but you know, in yeah. the, in the great force, you know, that you're yeah. the, all aspects of yeah. who you were or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. Maybe sometimes he'll still show up as Vader when he's talking to her. I don't yeah. know. But, yes, what's up, uh? but I think that, <laughs> that what's most likely is that he's going to kind of walk her through Okay, let's look at some scenarios here, mm, and yeah. and how those scenarios 
they don't change anything. So like she's gonna like for example show Mustafar yeah. and show uh, you know if she were to have been there, how it in the end he still becomes Darth Vader mm-hmm. and how, okay. And you know, and then here's this example. And like, if, if, if things would have been different here, it didn't change anything and how it's not your fault. Right. Like that's what it basically would come down to is this isn't your fault. And he would, and Anakin being there to tell her those things is finally what allows her to let go of, of that stuff. Yeah. And then also, opens the door to her to the new galaxy because she's in the world between worlds. Yeah. So she can just get there. So she can yeah. probably just go there yeah. from, from there instead of that having to sense. use the star map and all that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. The only issue with that would be, um, well, I guess it wouldn't be an issue, but I guess like Hera and Jason and them just aren't going to be going, I guess, because yeah, um, I, mean, I, I, I thought, would be surprised if they did go to some degree. Yeah. But... I think it, I think at this rate, it's only going to be Ahsoka and Sabine because Sabine's obviously already there, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um, and then Ahsoka gets there through the world between worlds after, yeah. after Anakin's kind of talked her through all of that. Right. So Which, that's my final prediction. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I, I think that's a pretty good prediction. Like I said, obviously they're going to be coming back too. Once they get thrown, they're going to be coming back. And so Hera, you know, it's not like she's going to be dead in the water now, but um, yeah. So I want to stop you there real quick. You said, you know, obviously they're going to come back there. I've also been hearing some theories that they actually are going to stay there. And that's the whole reasoning behind the, um, the behind this whole thing is they're going to do this whole new, uh, uh. galaxy and leave the other stuff behind and be able to do whatever they want there. And that's what, uh. but I don't, I don't like that because yeah. as I've said from the get go, I think that Thrawn has to come and, and be the, the new bad. And then you get the, all the teams together, that's what I was about including, to say. Yeah. you know, I still think it needs to have Luke and, and lay on Han. I don't yeah. know how you do it, but I think you have <laughs> yeah. to have them. You have to. You yeah. have to do it. Something of that magnitude during yeah, that gotta time do it. era. I don't, yeah. and, but but if they didn't have it in in the current galaxy, it would explain it. Kind it would, of that would be how they could get away with not having yeah. Luke and Leia and Han. But so. here's the thing, like I said, so you're gonna tell me that the entire Mandalorian brigade is gonna somehow make intergalactic travel well, units? That's, so right. All of them and can come there and fight. You know, it's like yeah, that seems like a stretch, yeah, right? Yeah. So. And plus, anyway. would it really be a threat if he was in this other galaxy anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's this big evil mastermind, but like if he's in the other galaxy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right, he never right. comes back, then how's that a threat how's to them? How's that a threat to them? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so, yeah, I think anyway. he comes back for sure. And boy, I'm excited to see how all that turns out. I'm excited for episode five or part five. Um, I, I cannot wait to see what happens with that. Um, in the meantime, let us know your thoughts. Give us your theories. We would love to read your theories and just kind of see. And then when, you know, when, when, uh, part five is said and done, we can look back and talk over, you know, what parts were right. And if we were all just horribly wrong, you know, which is probably most likely the <laughs> going to be most the, the case, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's going to be super exciting. Um, and guys, thank you so much for joining us on uh, this first episode of season two. We hope you liked it. We hope you've enjoyed maybe some of the small little changes we've made. We're going to continue to fine tune things as we go. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It feels like it's been really long. I can't uh, my my butt feels really numb. So I think it's been a while. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, we, yeah, thank you guys so much. But, you know, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's where we do most of our stuff. You can go see our Patreon, join us for $5 there. Um, you know, our, our podcast streams on uh, Apple Apple, and it streams on Spotify, and it's also on YouTube. You take those and share them with your friends. Um, that makes a huge difference for us. If you share those on your Facebook or whatever it may be, that helps us. That gets us more listeners, and uh, that's, that's what we need right now. It makes a big difference for us. So Braxton, if you would now... Uh, tell us what the answer is to our trivia question of the week. That is a great question. And that trivia answer is over 60 million. Question being, how many languages does C3PO speak? It is over 60 million. So hope you guys enjoyed that trivia fact and come back next week for the new one. Nice. So if you got that right, we'll see it in the comments. Um, make sure you have answered honestly. Don't answer after you've listened to this part. But if you answered that honestly... Um, we will see it and we will reward you all with six million dollars each. <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. You don't get anything at all. But uh, we do it. We do appreciate it so much. Uh, so th- again, thanks for joining us, guys. And we'll see you guys next week. But until next time, may the force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.